National Center for Excellence for Language Pedagogy, now abbreviated as NCELP. The mission of NCELP is to improve language curriculum design and pedagogy, leading to a higher take-up and greater success at GCSE. The aims are increase teachers' capacity and confidence in delivering key aspects of the MFL pedagogy review, which is the focus for today's podcast, and increase the numbers of students taking a language GCSE with a view to improve EBAC attainment, improve vocabulary, phonics, and grammar knowledge, and to provide access to research-informed classroom resources that support. Language teaching and learning, and support the implementation of the principles of MFL pedagogy review, and maintain the network of specialist and hub schools. A little bit more about the background. The MFL hubs. The MFL hubs were first announced in the DfE Social Mobility Action Plan. So the social mobility action plan says a plan for improving social mobility through education, with a logo or slogan of unlocking talent, fulfilling potential. Published in December two thousand seventeen, it states, in particular, we will make it our mission to improve access to high quality modern foreign language subject teaching. Particularly for disadvantaged pupils, drawing on the findings of the Beckham review, building expert hubs to share best practice targeted in disadvantaged areas. The DfE identified 280 high-performing schools in languages that met specific criteria regarding GCSE languages entry and attainment and school performance data. Above average progress eight and attainment eight score in two thousand sixteen and two thousand seventeen, Ofsted outstanding a good, EBAC entry rates of thirty eight point two percent or higher in two thousand seventeen, which was the national average for state founded schools. EBAC attainment at a grade five or C of twenty one point three percent or higher in two thousand seventeen, the national average for state founded schools. And either GCSE language entries of seventy-five percent or higher in two thousand fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and at least the average proportion of A star slash A grades in two thousand seventeen as twenty-three percent, or have increased the GCSE languages entry by at least fifteen percent since two thousand eleven, have at least sixty percent languages entry in two thousand seventeen. And at least average proportion of A star slash A grades in 2017 as 23 percent. In March 2018, the 280 schools were sent expression of interest documents with an invitation to submit an EOI by May 2018. 55 EOIs were received and evaluated by a panel and. Eighteen schools were invited to interview. Nine lead schools were selected to lead the hubs. Each hub comprises five schools, one lead school, and four hub schools, which were selected by the lead school.
So now let's take a deeper look at the MFL pedagogy. In November 2016, the Teaching Schools Council commissioned a review of evidence about current teaching and effective pedagogy of modern foreign languages at specifically secondary school level in cases three and four. The results and a set of recommendations were published, which has been widely discussed in teacher education, Ofsted, and professional network events. To bear in mind that the NCELP is founded by the Department of Education to take forward of these recommendations and implement them in schools. There are 13 recommendations for schools and teachers, one for initial teacher training and one for OFQA and examination boards in a total of 15 recommendations. So first of all, let's take a look at the 13 recommendations for schools and teachers. One, whatever the level of achievement, the vast majority of the young people should study a modern foreign languages up to the age of 16 and take a GCSE in it. Two, pupils need to gain systematic knowledge of the vocabulary, grammar and sound and spelling systems, phonics of their new language, and how these are used by speakers of the language. They need to reinforce this knowledge with extensive planned practice and use in order to build the skills needed for communication. 3. The content taught through the new knowledge should be stimulating and widen pupils' knowledge of the culture, history and literature of speakers of the new knowledge and new language without compromising the necessary sequencing of the vocabulary and grammar. 4. Teachers should select textbooks on the basis of how well they support a planned approach to teaching vocabulary, grammar and phonics. They should be supplemented by additional attractive resources, including ICT and reading resources. 5. Pupils should be taught to pay attention to the detail of the meaning through translation and should extend the range of the vocabulary and understanding through reading short texts and literature. They should have opportunities to interact with native speakers, both in person and through video links. 6. Languages teachers should know and build on the grammar taught in the KISIT 2 national curriculum, full English. 7. Secondary schools should know about modern foreign languages taught at the feeder primary schools. Wherever possible, they should support language learning in primary schools and plan to build on pupils' primary school language knowledge. 8. Teachers should carefully plan their own and pupils' use of the new knowledge in class to support and reinforce learning and ensure that meanings are always clear and confusion avoided. 9. All pupils can expect to make mistakes in speaking and writing. 
Teachers should use errors to inform teaching, helping pupils to pay attention to detail without discouraging them. Ten. Spoken and written language are closely connected and overlap. Therefore, speaking, writing, listening, and reading should be taught together rather than as separate skills. Eleven, we recommend two to ideally three hours per week of teaching time, spread over frequent lessons between forty to sixty minutes duration. A GCSE course. Should take up at least ten percent of the curriculum time. Twelve, where schools are grouping and setting, they should ensure that the needs of all pupils, including those capable of the highest attainment and those with special educational needs, are fully met. In view of the shortage of teachers and professional linguists, it is particularly important to ensure. Those capable of proceeding to A level are taught in ways that enable them to do so. And finally, thirteen, assessment should use a range of tasks, including those focused on the specific aspects of the language taught, such as vocabulary or grammar. Some tasks should require pupils to compose sentences, short pieces of writing. And oral presentations of their own. Assessment should not make excessive demands on teachers' time. Okay, the next one is for initial teacher training recommendation, and we list it as number fourteen. Mentors should focus on the systematic development of trainee subject-specific knowledge and expertise in language teaching. Where schools have completed or shared responsibility for the initial training of modern foreign languages, they should ensure that a clearly worked-out curriculum is in place, which should include areas covered by this report, in particular the specific pedagogical knowledge and expertise required by language teachers. And lastly, number fifteen is a recommendation for Ofqua. And the examination boards. There should be a reveal of grading approaches, particularly at A level.